Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 125. That's one, two, five of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are talking DMV sports, and we're talking some NCAA tournament. And uh, as usual, March Madness has reared its ugly head, and it was madness in the first weekend. But let's let's go around the room, see what's going on. What's happening, Jerry? How are you, man? Around the room to me. Around the room to you, my brother. So... My uh, my Virginia Final Four pick didn't go very far. Yeah, you know there. Uh, I think each one of us has has one that's just not. <laughs> each one of us has a a team or two that we had going really deep that didn't happen. But uh, you know, hey man, I, I, we said it weeks and weeks ago when Jack was on the pod. March Madness is still king, and regardless of the teams remaining, the ratings are through the roof. The excitement is there, and the gambling numbers are at just a ridiculously high level. More and more states now have legalized online betting and March Madness. I mean, dude, think about it. You get 32 games in the first round over two days where people can bet online and you can do prop bets and everything else. So, I mean, it is just a massive fucking money windfall every single year. And it's exciting, man. It's fun. People... Degenerates probably have oh, lost their life savings. Dude, people just oh, it's it's unreal. It's unreal. Well, hey man, we we talked about uh, last week. You know the, the the matchup that you know was near and dear to us on this podcast and in you know this area, and it was uh, you know Maryland West Virginia in, in the first game. And hey man, I mean competitive wise, it didn't disappoint. It went down to the wire. <laughs> Maryland. Maryland, uh, you that's know, what, that's what I know Andy Major was obviously rooting for West Virginia because <laughs> he did not like that. Uh, Major, for everybody who's not listening, which is most of you, um, <laughs> he uh, he has a cut on his foot, so we had to put a cone on, and he does not like the cone. He's not a fan of the cone, or apparently Maryland beating West Virginia either. Um, well, but no, happy anyway. about that. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, the game went down to the wire. Maryland ended up pulling it out by two. Um it was not a pretty game of basketball. It's not no. not one to write home about on either side. But uh, hey, man, it was competitive. It was it was <clears throat> it, it kicked off the tournament and and it went down to the wire. So you know, being a Terps fan, I was glad they got the win. Um, I was hoping for a little bit better showing against Alabama. Yeah, um, they sort of took care of business. Alabama's good, man. Yeah. Um, take aside the fact that they are, Who as they we are. talked about, the yeah. most unlikable team in the country, right. without question. Very controversial team as it as it stands today, but on the floor they're 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 fucking good. They're probably the top seed, you know, for a reason. Um, they're very long, very athletic. Maryland didn't have their best showing, so the combination of those two things, you know, it was just one of those games where the better team just pulled away. They have a great chance to win it. <clears throat> Alabama does. They do. They kind of have, in some regards, it looks like an open bracket to the Final Four. But I will caution that that happens to top seeds all the time when those middle teams kind of drop out of their bracket or they, they look at it and they go, hey, a number one seed you know, died there, a number one seed died there, and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, here's the path to the Final Four. It's not the way it works. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't, I don't see how they lose, I, to, be, to be honest with you. I, you know what? I thought that about Kansas. Yeah. I thought their bracket was a joke, and they're not even the Sweet 16. So well, who knows? I mean, they have to be the highest seed is San Diego State, Creighton, and Princeton. Mm-hmm. So Princeton, I think, is you know they're they're the Cinderella right now, right? They're right, fifteen. They're the fifteen. Um, and uh, hey, you know they play well. Uh, they play together. I don't think that they win their next game. Um, I think they're done. Um, but I think either Creighton or San Diego State stands a good chance against Alabama. I really do. Well, let's do this. 
I'll take Alabama. You take the other three, uh-huh. and we'll bet uh, uh, Duncan drink. Better beer at uh, Quincy's next better time. Better beer at Quincy's. Yeah, there let's you do go. it. Let's do it. All right. All right. A beer is on the line, ladies and gentlemen. It's, right. it's high stakes over here. A beer is on the line. <laughs> it's By no the way, online prop bet. but you I know. Am, uh, I've gained weight uh, extensively, so I am stopping the beer, and I am just drinking liquor. Okay. Um, now that's available, which is nice. Now that's what's your, available. Uh, what's, your, what's your liquor drink It's just going to be rum. Just rum and diet? Yeah, rum and diet coke. Because if I drink anything else, I'd become a fucking asshole. And you go captain, right? Captain and yeah, diet. Yeah, you're a captain guy. Captain yeah. and diet. Captain yeah. and diet, man. Well, yeah, we'll go And school. I'm pretty, I don't know, I don't understand why it is, but I'm pretty chill when I drink that. You like, know, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm a big vodka guy, but I drink a lot of it when I get on a kick. So now it's like a treat. So I will have a vodka tonic every now and again. But that's beer. Like so, that's like so freaking like love boat. Vodka tonic. <laughs> reminds, me, reminds me of my mom. You know, she always had vodka tonics. Vodka tonic is a very classic drink. Yeah, you know? it is um, a classic drink. And uh, But, you know, I, I like my vodka, but, you know. I, Does it taste good? I don't. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think I've never, so. I've never had so. it. It's, it's, it's refreshing, mm. you know. I like it. But, the only uh, time I drank vodka, and we sort of veered, but nah, um, the only time I drank, I've drank a vodka is, is generally at sports when I was a meathead. Mm-hmm. And Red Bull and vodka was maybe the most glorious thing I've ever tasted. So Red Bull and vodkas are so fucking dangerous, right? Uh-huh. Because like in your mind, you're like, <clears throat> I've got the alcohol, I should be chilling, but now I've got the Red Bull and I'm fucking flying. Oh, I was, and, and I was. You a- can hammer Red Bull and vodkas, and now they got the sugar-free Red Bulls, so it's even like less sweet, and it's like. Dude, you can just drink those things like they're nothing. Yeah, yeah I, they're dangerous. I would. N- I would not. I was not on making good decisions on those, but they. But they tasted good. I, I will say this: the, the, the one time I saw you really go hard on some vodka was courtesy of Jeremy at the uh, before the Caps game. Oh, uh-huh. Marys, <laughs> it just made me need to piss. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. Dude, my, you were hammered by eleven a.m. My man, my man can make some bloody Marys, dude. That motherfucker had the greatest pour. I swear to God, they were always a little too strong, but yeah. they, they were never bad. No, I'm like damn it, and like, he had them in like like that plastic bag. Oh yeah. Oh, just, so good. Just make pictures of them. <laughs> so good. Yeah. But yes, that was. Uh, it, I don't. I I stay off the hard liquor now. So, but if I get a. a the, the beer is just so many empty calories, man. It is. It and is. I drink more now than I ever have. So I drink six when I go out, you know, like six or if I'm not driving. Um, and Major, man, he's excited about he that. He is, man. Major's all fired up for the podcast tonight. So anyway. Um, glad somebody is. <laughs> so for, for, we'll we'll either split a drink or a beer, whatever the winner prefers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I will take Alabama going to the Final Four. You will take the I'm field. I'm taking the field. Um yeah. And, and I have to because I did say on this on the pod last week that my bold prediction was none of the number ones would make the final four. Okay, so, so you're remaining consistent. And so I'm I'm trying to stick with that. Um, All right, so that's the South. We have Alabama versus San Diego State. Yeah, it's a tough matchup for them because San Diego State's been consistently good now, year in year out. Yeah. Um, I still don't think they're the level of Alabama, obviously. Yeah. But I will say this, man. There was a couple times in that Alabama Maryland game where if Maryland just made some shots there in the second half. Maryland looked really, really like intimidated. Right. If they could have just settled down and settled into their offense, Alabama didn't pull away literally until about five minutes left. I um, think the players were sort of satisfied with it, you know, making what, it to the second round. You and, might be right. Um, right. And I, I will say this, and I know I know Jeremy's looking from above right now and, and nodding his head about the referees, but they did have an effect on that game. Absolutely. Because, it was terrible. Um, 
you know, Maryland was in foul trouble before, like, they even got to the bonus in the right. first half. So, right. you know, um, I will say that that, that three-point foul on Don Carey in the first half on that guy, you know, on the replay, he never actually he touched never the touched man. Him. He never touched him. And the delayed call by that referee right. with the emphasis, I was like, oh, this motherfucker's got Alabama. <laughs> what? Um, so before we leave Maryland and move mm-hmm. to the next bracket, who do you think comes back and who do you think stays? Because it was, by and large, a good year for Kevin Willard. Um, I saw some – I didn't know – I don't know who's eligible to come back and who is eligible to stay. So basically the roster is going to completely turn over. Okay. They had so many grad transfers and seniors that this was literally your piecemealed um, team. Um, I think <clears throat> so. Ike Cornish entered the portal. He played. I think he made ten appearances this year. Yeah. Um, he was a four star out of high school. Got hurt last year, so he redshirted and then played just sparingly this year. He's a dime a dozen player, it looks like. Yeah. I mean, I, I, those guys are going to go, which means that a guy just like him is going to come out of the portal and want to come to Maryland. Here's the deal with next year. They have the top, a top 10 recruiting class. They got three four-star guys. Okay. Most there's all, In basketball, I think there's only five five-stars in the entire country. And then there's like 24 stars and then about 30, 35, three stars. Okay. Okay. Maryland's got three four-stars. I think they're the only recruiting class to have three fours. Um, so they're, I think they're eighth or ninth in the country is where they land. So those three freshmen should have an immediate impact. Ian Martinez will be back, who was a very solid player. Juju Reese is going to be your top returning guy. Mm-hmm. He will be a junior center, and by all accounts, you know, I, I liked his trajectory this year. I thought he played better. He played well against Alabama. He went toe-to-toe with that big dude in the middle. Right. You know, I thought he held himself really well. And actually, I thought he played great against WVU. You said it last week. You said he was going to be the, the X factor because Jameer Young was in foul trouble and actually did not have a very good game against WVU. Right. Um, so Reese comes back. Um, Jahari Long is going to be their starting point guard probably next year. He was the backup point guard this year. Um, and then the three freshmen. And then... Everybody else is going to be. Uh, you got the Noah Bachelor kid, the kid from Frederick. Yeah, um, yeah he played a little bit. Yeah, he'll, he played a little bit. Um, the big, big guy, Callum Swan, Callum Swanson Rogers, um, the big dude. He had like the face mask for part of the year, and he's just about a seven footer. Um, still raw, but he got some game time this year and played pretty well against Michigan. So. You know, it's going to be a mishmash group again, but it's going to be the first time Willard gets to really pick the group from day one. So he's got the recruiting class. That's step one. Now the transfer portal people come into play. The first guy rumored to come to Maryland is the shooting guard from Fordham, somewhere like that. And he's considered the like number two transfer portal target in the country. Um, he's like 6'4", white dude, and just, just a shooter. 40% three-point shooter. Um, just, you know, baller from the outside. So it's rumored that Willard has the inside track on him. I guess he he had him in high school, you know, going to Seton Hall back in the day. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I think he will put together a good roster. Shit, man, he put together a good roster this year in about six months. So Yeah, he did. He didn't you know, have a good – yeah. I, I, get the, I get the vibe that it's going to be, uh, you know – some Maryland fans are going to get pissed off. You know, some are going to go, why did I Cornish go? Why, you know, we're going to lose somebody else. And again, you just have to get used to that, you know? So I'm reading this on the Maryland inside Maryland sports website from Mm -hmm. three hours ago. Okay. And they're talking about Ike Cornish leaving. And it says this, 
With Cornish's departure, Maryland now has two open scholarships available for Willard to use in the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. But if any of his three fifth-year eligible seniors, Jameer Young, Hakeem Hart, and Dante Scott return, they would subtract from the total. Yeah. So the rumor is none of those guys are going to return. Because Dante Scott is not good. That's just my opinion. I don't think he's that good. He was a good college player for Maryland. Yeah. He was not great. Some people would say he was great. I think he was loyal. I think he had some great games. Right. Um, but he was your classic. He was a very, you know what? He was a Gary Williams type of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, got him out of high school, made him better and better and better, and made him into a 35-minute-a-night a guy. So do you think Kevin Willard wants him back? Or- Probably not. Or would he Probably rather, not. Or would he rather be able to use that roster spot? Uh, on a transfer. I think he would prefer to overhaul. Major, what would you like to do? Uh, seriously. I think Willard would prefer to overhaul the roster, if I'm being honest. So he would. He does not want Jameer Young back? If- he would probably take Jameer Young back, but I think Young's stock is as high as it's going to be as a college player, and I think his best bet is to probably go overseas or play in like the G League. Yeah, but he could probably get paid more at Maryland than the G League. Maybe. You Maybe. Know? I mean, that, that's what we, we always forget now. These guys get paid more mm-hmm. by staying in school. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Um, I mean, it's going to be interesting, right? I, I could be dead wrong, Jerry. Yeah. He could have these fifth-year guys might go, we, we got the taste of what a good program should be. We got right. the national recognition. We sold out these home games. We, you know, we stormed the court. We did all that shit. Maybe they do want another taste of it. I just get the sense that between sticking with Maryland through COVID, having the ups and downs and everything else, I think those guys are ready to move on in their respective careers. Well, two of them don't really have a career other than just going overseas and playing. Right. Um, right. And I'm I'm just, I mean, if they could make more by staying. Um, that that it, is a consideration that I hadn't even thought of. It's just an interesting Observation. No question about it. No, so it's possible that they could have a complete turnover, or it's possible that they could have almost a redo with some fresh, almost freshmen. a redo with some freshmen. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is there'll probably one or two surprises staying, maybe some more leaving. Yeah. You know, well, it, you know, and, and that's another thing is Cornish has put his name into the portal, but I could see another scholarship player doing the same thing yeah sure you know especially if to your point if they get win that heart let's say heart and young go hey we're coming back and dante moves on well maybe another scholarship guy goes well shit here was those were my chance at eight to ten minutes a night that ain't gonna happen anymore right. so i gotta go somewhere else i mean getting a shooter is about the pr- most premium thing you can have in college no, basketball no question you need a shooter so one of the freshmen coming in in the uh, in one of the AAU tournaments, he was the MVP of the whole tournament. It was a national tournament. They won, and he went he went ten for fourteen from three in the championship game. Yeah. So this guy, you know, that one of the freshmen coming in is considered more of a pure shooter. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, well, let's get names. Let's get names. I mean, one of the kids is from St. Francis. Yep. Um, and I don't know how well of a shooter he is. I'm sure he's. Amazing, but uh, let's see if we can get put names with faces and see what they. But I, I, I think your point about the guy staying because the the money's on the table. 
you know, <laughs> as a uh, fifth-year NIL guy, you know, with an established name and likeness, who knows? You know, you're right. Uh, they, they, could mean, parlay, dude, they, yeah, they could parlay that into something very lucrative. So, all right, here we go. We got Derek Queen, 6'9", center, 220. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a five-star rated here. Braden Pierce, seven foot two thirty, or maybe maybe these are predictions. Oh, these are predictions. I'm sorry. Yeah, those. Yeah. Derek Queen, Braden Pierce, they're both uh, predicted to go to Maryland. Deshaun Harrison, he's the kid from St. Francis. Um, Jamie Just, Kaiser. Yep, Jamie Kaiser is the one. He's your six six two hundred shooting or small forward. Yep. And John, no. Jonathan Lamothi. Oh, Lam- no, he's the one from St. Francis. And he's got the hyphenated last name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, no, well, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Deshaun Harris-Smith. That's the one. Is from Paul the, the sixth, sixth. Yep. Who I saw play at Good Counsel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that guy's pretty good. Like, I'm a great scout or anything. Well, I, hey, man. Um, the eye test. But they were, Paul the sixth was amazing. Yeah, they, they were like were really the best good. team in the area. Yeah, and then the kid from everybody keeps talking about uh, from St. Francis is Jah- Jathanathan. I don't know yeah. how to say his name. Yeah, uh, Lamothe. Yeah, um, I saw. Yeah, I yeah. saw him play some of the uh, in the highlights, and mm-hmm. he was apparently jumping out of the gym. Yep. I mean, those dudes all look pretty. Yep. I mean, and Kaiser, four. Kaiser's your your shooter. He's six six, but yeah. he's the kind of guy that like you know. I mean, dude, four and five stars. Are you shitting me? Yeah, yeah, they're loaded. Yeah. So, <clears throat> again, I, 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 I'm, I'm excited to see what Willard does with his guys. But as we always say, man, potential is just that, dude. It's <laughs> shit unless you, you look at Ohio State this past year. They started out the year like ten and three. They were ranked, and Sensible it was a five star out of high school, one of the best small forwards in the country. Um, and that team didn't even finish five hundred. So, you know, you got to get the right mix. You got to get a little bit lucky. You know, you got to have a rotation. I can see, I can see it'd be like a Nick Backstrom situation with Dante Scott, where it's like, thanks for everything you do, but I kind of hope you don't come back. Right. Right. You know, because if that cuts into the minutes of these guys, that's not really what you want. Yeah. Well, that's exciting for Maryland. Absolutely. Well, I mean, what we know now is Willard. Was a good choice. I think so. Uh, Patino, do you see? He just went to St. John's. He'll have them back in the top ten in two no, years, no doubt about it. Um, uh, but the, the Willard was a good choice, and he's going to kill it, I think, in recruiting, and I think he's going to have a big year. So the future for Maryland basketball is bright. I, dude, I like it, man. I, I even like the way, like his press conference after the Alabama game. I loved. You know, there was no frills. It was, you know, hey, yeah, we were happy to be there. Yeah, it was a great experience. Man, that, that game was there for the taking, and we we screwed it. You know, He's like, we botched it. We had plenty of opportunities. So I, I like it. He's got – I hate to make this analogy all the time, but he's just got a little Gary in him. He's yeah. got a little bit of that ornery part to him. He's a smaller stature guy, but nothing seems to phase him or fluster him, whether they're playing well or whether they're playing shitty. And I kind of like that. Um, I want my team to have a little edge to them. Right. You know? So, so do they still have McDonald's All-Americans? I don't even know. <clears throat> I think so. And if so, um, is one of these guys going to – because that was always cool to see, like, Gerard Mustaf and Yeah. when yeah. Well, I used to actually watch the McDonald's All-American game. I remember when it was, like, such a big deal. And it was like Duke, Carolina, Duke, Carolina, Duke, Carolina, Maryland. <laughs> I know. Um, 
That's a good question. I I, I don't know for sure. Okay. Um. All so. right. So let's go back to the um to to the tournament. Right. I have um, like I said in the in the south, I have Alabama coming out. You have the field. Yep, I've got the field there. Um, let's go to the east. In the east bracket, you have Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, Kansas State, Michigan State. All right. Uh, I have Tennessee on my bracket at home, so I'm going to go ahead and have them. I'm going to have them winning that bracket. I think they're going to go to the Final Four. Yeah, I mean they play really good defense. If they can shoot average, super athletic. Yeah, um, they can go cold with the best of them. But I'm not sold on Michigan State because Michigan State has no pure shooters on that team. No. They're a classic Tom Izzo muck it up team. They want that game in the low 60s, right? And that can get you to the Sweet 16, maybe even the Elite Eight. But it's not going to be a Final Four team, I don't think. Izzo, he's a fucking magician. He's a pain in my ass, but you know he knows how to coach them. Um, All right, I'm going to take Michigan State. You convinced me. You fucker. Um, I'm going to go Tennessee. All <laughs> right. Midwest, Houston-Miami, which is a game I wouldn't watch if, if I was even there, um, and <laughs> Xavier in Texas. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with – I'm going to go with Xavier out of that bracket. Are you? Yeah, there's just something about those guys, man. They're, they're a complete team. There's they are. nothing special, and they are super complete. You know? I'm, I'm going to go with Texas just because I don't want to agree with you, but I think the winner of the Xavier-Texas game is probably going to – I mean, I, I wish I could say I knew a lot about Houston. but gener- I just not sold on Houston as a one, and right. they struggled in their last game. Yeah. Like they, you know, um, And shit, Miami I like. I like Laranega. He's got the local ties and everything. But again, Maryland, Maryland curb stomped him yeah. by 20 earlier this year. I just don't think Miami's that good. Um, they can get super hot shooting. Right. Um, so maybe they maybe they light it up against Houston, but I think either Xavier or Texas brings brings down the other team. Arkansas, UConn, or Gonzaga, UCLA in the West. All right, that Gonzaga UCLA game is fucking legit. That's, That's going to be a great fucking basketball yeah. game. <clears throat> My, I'm going to go with UCLA. I think they're the most complete team in the whole tournament in terms of youth as well as experience. Um, I think they had a bad taste in their mouth from last year. Right. Um, I think they're they're ready to roll. Gonzaga is so good. They're so, you know, Tim A. <laughs> yeah. Tim A. Um, he's, he's a beast. I love watching that guy play because he can jump about as high as you and I can. Right. Um, he looks like a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> is it the headband or the it's mustache? The, it's the or headband both? or both, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so that game is that, that game's a toss, of, you know, a pick em game, but I'm going to go UCLA. Um, it's just a shame they have to play each other in this round. I know. I'll go Gonzaga. But I agree with everything you said. I don't think UConn or Arkansas uh, will withstand either one of those teams, Gonzaga or UCLA. So yeah, I almost wish it was like UCLA, Arkansas, Gonzaga, UConn, like reseed them or something. I mean, you know? UConn looks really good, though. UConn's good. I told you last week, yeah, man. I'm you, I wasn't a believer, but yeah. I'm a believer now. All right. Yeah. All right, so I got UCLA out of there, and you got Gonzaga? Yep. Okay. All right. But we're one. only betting on the – Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we only have the, the one. The, the, me with the field and you with uh, uh, Bama. Right. <laughs> Leave it to you to take the murderers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the last uh, bracket is, I guess that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I saw a headline in USA Today that said, you know, is the lack of, of star power in college basketball hurting the tournament? And then in the article, they cited the record-breaking betting and – um 
TV viewing and, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, so what did you just ask yourself? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I think it's reasonable. Uh, there, there are no, I think it's there, a good colloquial. There thing, are no but. players out there that are that exciting to watch, to me anyway. Um, not like it used to be where you'd have, you know, Juan Dixon um, or Patrick Ewing mm-hmm. or, you know, Mutombo or whatever. What, you know, the, the uh, Allen Iversons, they're, sure. there are good players. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, there's no one player I'm going to watch a game for just to watch the game. But that doesn't mean that it's bad. That doesn't mean the, the viewership is down. Um, I did, I mean, I hear, heard that on the junkies that the viewership is way down. So it's interesting because the TV, traditional TV ratings were down, but the online streaming was through the roof. So, you know, I think we're entering a different age of, of how ratings you, and, and shit ha- like and that. And how you calculate that stuff. Correct. Yeah. For me now, it really is the gambling dollars. That's what drives everything, right? And, you know. Yeah, but that, that could just be degenerates and not sports fans. It could be, but the yeah, point I'm being, sure if, some of them are. If it's a if it's a massive windfall in the gambling industry, if it's if it's the king, mm-hmm. it's the king. I mean, you sure. know, there's a reason UFC is still as good and popular as it is. There are very few hardcore quote unquote fight fans anymore, yeah. other than your your core group, right? Hey. It's guys that have disposable income that are going. Oh, this guy is ten and one fighting this guy. That's you know, and I'm getting you know plus two fifty. Fuck it, let's go. I'm gonna put a grand down on that. I you was know, at the I, mean, bo- I was at the bar at three p.m. on Friday watching the games. Yeah, I do I that mean, every there year. It is. There yeah. it is, and I did it on Thursday too, maybe like at four. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's always exciting to me. But I'm a sports degenerate. But I do think it's. I mean the 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 question of whether or not. There's lack of star power and that hurts TV ratings. I mean, I guess it can be debated. Sure. But like you said, the 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 calculations of how they uh, whether ratings are down or not, and whether or not it's a true indicator of interest is mm-hmm. probably also up for debate. Sure. That's probably a lot of people stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, with with COVID restrictions being a thing of the past, like you just said, you were at the bar watching it two years ago. We weren't at the bar right. watching it, you know. Right. We we were all we were all watching at home, you know? know. So I had to put a mask on uh, at the dentist's office, and I seriously didn't know what to do. I I had to go a few months ago, and I did the same thing. I walked in, and I was like, and they were like, they're right there, and I was like, are we still doing this? Yeah. And the receptionist was like, yeah. Well, <laughs> like I mean, defeated. listen, <laughs> I, I I would never argue with businesses that that tell me to do it. It's not, it's doesn't mean that much to me, but it is a hassle. I did ask him if I could just stay out in the car mm-hmm. while Elizabeth went in and watched uh, or you know, but it was bigger wisdom two thousand so I had to be there. But um yeah, it, that's the first time I, it even crossed my mind. And yeah. now I don't it didn't even you know, they just gave me masks and I put them on. And that's where I'm at right now. I, I'm with you. I don't make a big deal out of them because I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, man. Dude, I, it, and I, during I, the during the peak of it, I didn't give a fuck either. Yeah. Either if it had a if it had a sign, I I comply. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, you know. It, it. I just. It's not. I'm not taking a stand. No. It's so fucking stupid. Look, man. I'm all for individual freedom, but I'm not like your fight the power fucking douchebag. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know. I want to get my goods and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, and if you ask me what I think, I'll tell you. Hundred yeah, percent. Not gonna. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not gonna go out of my way. Yeah. Right. No, I'm with you, man. All right, dude. So, March Madness in the books next weekend should be fun. Starting uh, in a couple nights here. Um, I do. I I kind of love the Sweet Sixteen games 
because you get prime time kick ass games Thursday and Friday, which right. makes it feel like a long weekend, even though it's not a long weekend. You know, um, I mean, shit, that Thursday night game, that UCLA Gonzaga game, isn't scheduled to tip off until nine forty five Eastern. Which means it probably won't tip till ten. I know you'll be long asleep. I will not watch that game at all. <laughs> but see, I, I will. I that that's the kind of game where I will probably take a nap after my workout Thursday and then pop up and and watch that game. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it, you know I'm like fuck yeah this is exciting you know. Well, um, do we have to talk about the caps? Speaking the, of not exciting, <laughs> you you could talk about the caps because look, honestly, I'll just I, give a quick snippet, man. So there there's there meek little dying chances that we discussed last week of making the playoffs all but faded to to even meeker and even more minute uh, chances. Anybody talking about the caps in the playoffs is an idiot right now. It's not going to happen. They're six points out of eighth place, and there's four teams in between them and that eighth place. There's right. just it, unless they literally win out, it's not going to happen. Right. So here's what we have to look forward to as Caps fans. Ovi is now 75 goals away from Gretzky. It feels like an eternity, but at the same time, he is one shy of 40 on the season. Right. His last eight out of his last 10 goals have been even strength goals from within 15 feet of the goal, which tells me he is now in the poacher mentality. He's now using that big body going to the front of the net and he's using his one-timer on the power plays. So what do you think he ends up with this year, 45, something like that? Yeah, I think he'll get like 43. Okay. Yeah, I think he'll get How like How many games four, are left? Like eight. Okay. Eight to oh, ten, okay. somewhere yeah. in there. So, gets, so if he gets four more. Yep. Okay. Yeah, four to five more is what I'm predicting. But he's the kind of guy, man, he could get he could get a hat trick and then get another one and then get two. And right. then he's got six and three games. I mean, it's just that's the right. way he scores. But let's um, say he gets 43 then he and he's, you know, 72. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you're getting... Because everybody's talking about the third season, the third season. I mean, is there a chance he goes for 40 again next year? I mean... Well, why not? I, why not? Especially thought- especially if all he's supposed to do is score. Nobody gives a shit about really winning games. One of the... Stuff. One of the... Um, <clears throat> one of the hockey nerds that I follow on Twitter, and he does, like, super advanced metrics. Right. Like, crazy fucking shot quality shit, whatever else. The beginning of the season, he had mapped out mathematically the, the chances, and he had Ovi at 33 goals this year and 28 next year. And it was funny because he got to 39, and somebody was like, hey, this guy's name's Blake. He's like, Blake, what about whatever? And he goes, that's why it's statistics. And he goes, this man has been a statistical anomaly the day he walked into the league. Right. He goes, Every great one is a statistical anomaly. He goes, I run the numbers and I have him at 33 goals. He goes, this guy's going to get 43. He goes, it, he blows my mind every single year. Yeah. You know? Um, so point being, he might be, you know, a half a season ahead of schedule based on the way the numbers are. Um, the key for the Caps is going to be fielding a competitive enough team that people, that teams cannot key on Ovi. Right. In the next couple of years. I'm confident in McClellan. I think he started the, the 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 retooling, and I think you're seeing it now. One of the guys we talked about last week, you know, who are some of the young guys, Alexiev is going to make his 10th straight start tonight, and he's getting close to 20 minutes a game now, and he's looking the part, okay. which irks me because I'm not RMNB. I'm not like, oh, play the young guys, play the young guys. An NHL coach knows way fucking more than I do <laughs> or right. than RMNB does, Okay. But there is this like little wonder loss. Like, why aren't you playing that guy? And Alexiev is 6'4", 220. Because, McCle- uh, because Laviolette doesn't like young kids. So now he's been forced to with the trades and everything else. And the guy's getting almost 20 minutes a night. And he looks the part. Is he a, 
is he Chris Pronger stay at home? No. Is he Dmitry Orlov offensively? No. But you know what he is? He's a top four NHL defenseman. There's no question about it. Um, and that gives me hope for the future. Um, well, all right. So, so we've been playing more and more young guys. And if, they, you, if know, you have an offseason wish list, give me the top three things you would like to see the Caps do in the offseason. If it, it has to start with probably um, a fantasy, but that is get Nick Backstrom off the books and and allow him to somehow retire. And again, retirement somehow still affects the caps with the, 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 the cap space that he's taking up, like a percentage of it. I would love to see him get stashed on another team to make the floor and then Man. retire as a capital when his contract is up. I think that's that. That would be that would be my fantasy wish number one. Is it better though uh, if he just retires and obviously you still have to take the cap hit, but it won't be as bad as him playing? Right, it's a percentage of it. Right, it's a percentage um, of it. That would be that would be okay too. Um, but man, getting that full salary off the books yeah, just that's just not going to happen. I mean, you're you're, ba- you're basically up. asking a, a a team to take a contract from you. With getting no value, other yeah. than just yeah, I mean that's that's a big wish. It is. It's more like I said, yeah. it's a fantasy wish. But you know, somehow minimizing the cap hit that Backstrom has on the team and getting his roster spot off. I think that's I, that's, I, that's that's as important. I agree. I mean, I feel bad for him. <laughs> I, I I do feel bad for him because he has to understand that nobody wants to nobody wants to remember him slow. I mean, he's always not been fast, but like like this. Yeah. In a couple more years of this, mm-hmm. that's what people are going to start remembering. You know, he's a liability. He's never been a liability before. Right. And I wonder if his professionalism just says, I'm not going to do it. I understand the money. Sure. I understand the money, but I got enough money. I'm not going to embarrass myself. Because right now, he's a below average NHLer. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, I'm sorry to say that, but no, I, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Um, I would just use the terminology. He's like a placeholder. He, yeah, I mean, but he's he's just. But an eight million dollar placeholder yeah. is it's a fucking anchor on your roster. Is he is an is. anchor. There's no doubt um, about it. And uh, so, so that's number one. Okay, um, what's number two? Number two, I would love to see them see in the off season if they can entice someone to take Koozie off their hands. Take that contract in Koozie. We can get a younger centerman in return, even a guy that's not proven yet. If you're like, "Oh, great, we you know we basically traded a first line center for a third line center," I'd be okay with that. If the the delta in the contracts was pretty significant, because I would rather see a roster of guys that can skate and work hard and want to grind than a little bit of this diva roster that we've had in the past. Right. And I think we're transitioning away from that into a more of a grinder roster, which I think is perfectly fine. Um, Because if you build from the back, again, NHL is center, goalie, D, in order of importance. So people are all talking about, I wonder if we're going to lose Shiri. I wonder if we're going to lose that. Fucking wingers are a dime a dozen. I hate to say it. Pull guys up from Hershey. McMichael and LaPierre on the wing are probably just as effective as a guy like Sherry. Right. That's just well, the reality. At the end of, of the day, like yeah. when you look at the season stats. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, that's just the reality. Um, and can you skate? Can you back check? And can you solidify your center position, your D? We have the goalies locked up. So that's that's fortunate. That's good. Yeah. You know? So there are pieces there. Um, 
McClellan's going to have to be creative because, again, my wish number one probably isn't a reality. No. So he's going to have to get creative. I think there's a, I think there is a, there is a good chance that Nick Backstrom retires. <sighs> I wish I, I wish I agreed with you. He can't, unless he needs the money. I mean, I don't know him at all, right? Mm-hmm. But he can't. His integrity. Um, he can't believe that he is a good player anymore. Right. He just can't believe it. And it's I, I would assume that his, and maybe this is wishful too, but I would assume that he just doesn't want to go out like this. I would assume too, but what if that fucking competitive nature that these guys have that none of us will even know what the feeling of that is, you know? Yeah, I'd like but, to say I'm competitive, but not at that level. But if you what, suck, dude, you can't yeah, do it Yeah, but what if, what if he's got, and I'm just saying a what yeah. if, this is a hypothetical, what if he's got a trainer in his ear? What if he's got this doctor that performed this surgery that's like, the doctor claimed that this was like a landmark surgery yeah. and, and whatever else? And what if they say, hey, now that you've had the surgery and it's been a full year and you've actually played, what if this offseason we can make you feel 10 years younger? What if, what if somebody's feeding sure. him that? Sure, and, what if and that's possible. It? And that's I, possible, right. You know? I just, uh, you know, it, it, it hurts me to see. It, it hurts because me. Because <laughs> he's just, he's a liability. Yeah. And if, if someone's not being honest with him like that, um, that shame on them. Right. You know? Um, it's almost like the doctors with Alex Smith. Where they were like, "Oh my God, we're gonna have to amputate your leg," and then like six months later, they're like, "Hey, we can rehab this thing. Right. You can play again." It's like, "Fuck for what purpose?" Yeah, you know? I mean, um, I, it's he he proved the point, right? It is like an Alex Smith situation, it is. It's right? Very similar. He came and he played and he he got through it and he proved it to himself that he could come back from that injury and did. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's no other team that would ever trade for him. No, even if the Caps took four four million of his salary. So here's another. <clears throat> you know, option with that. And I don't know what the off-season buyout landscape looks like. I don't even know if buyouts are even an option anymore. Right. If they were, I think he's a he's a big-time candidate for that buyout. Right. I mean, you have you, you have a situation where you need to treat him with respect. Yep. But you you have also treated him with respect. And you've allowed him to come back. You've allowed him to do, to do it. And I think you have to sort of now be, if there is an option where you can shave some money and get a roster spot, you have to do it. I, I'm, I'm with you, Jerry. I, I wouldn't have said that six months ago. I wanted to see what Man. was going to play out. But I think you put it perfectly. I think they have been professional with him. I think they've done nothing but honor him for the Hall of Fame career that he has had with one organization. And he's been loyal. And was a huge part of that cup cup right. team, and and a decade worth of dominance, really. Yeah, you know, regular season dominance. Here are the two things I'd like to see them do. Okay, uh, Lavi, let's got to go uh, and hire Jeff Halpern. That's what I like to see. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just that's just my wish list. Yeah, and two, I, dude, I think that's right on. I hope Tom Wilson just has an off season of complete rehab, rest, and comes back as Tom Wilson. He's looked better and better recently. He has, I know, yeah. but but there's a you know, it's just that start was a killer, hundred um, percent. And then the, the injury, fact that, the again. fact that he was a good eight weeks behind when they thought he would. I was yeah. like, fuck, this yeah. thing did not heal right. So I, I would like to. I mean, I would shut him down now. Uh, I kind of agree with that. Honestly, because there's nothing to play for. I'd shut him no. down and just say, hey, man, we're going to mm-hmm. rehab you. We're going to, you know, you're going to be one of our feature guys. You you and Ovi are going to be our feature guys next yep. year. Yep. Um, 
And, and so those are the two things. I mean, obviously the backstrom stuff. Um, I agree with you, Todd. There's not a lot of people on the roster that are essential. Yeah, there's uh, really goalies. Not. Um, I mean, Carlson's going to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, How fucked up was that injury? Man, man? that was Dude. fucking terrible. Holy shit, man. And there, there was actually people talking about him coming back. Like, what the fuck? Why? 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 If, if he wants to skate with a, with a yeah. non-contact jersey and, and go full speed and practice, great. Don't put him in a live game. Man, what I'm, are you doing? Uh, just give him another month. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, so, I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, I mean, that would be stupid. Yeah, foolish. But uh, so those are my two things. I th- I do think a lot of you let. I don't think he wants to be here anymore. No, I, I don't think so either. I, th- I think it's going to be a very natural. You know, veteran coach came in had a had a uh, eh. a, a layer of success. I, I give him a C. Yeah, eh. very average. Yeah. Um, I'll give him this man. He he he. I I think we were better off with him at the helm than if we had rode Reardon for Reardon. a couple more years. Yeah, probably. You know. Um, but uh, hey, we are where we are. Um, McClellan's got his work cut out for him. I think he's proven to be kind of the man for the job. I, he, he knows what he's doing. He doesn't make excuses about it. Will I criticize some moves? Sure. Yeah. You know, I, that's our right as a fan, but he, he seems to push more right buttons than he does wrong. Not to pat myself on the back. <laughs> because I, right. But I remember being downstairs and you and Jeremy were, ta- we had just won the cup or we, uh, we had that euphoria. Right. And, when Backstrom's deal got announced, I said, this is a bad deal. And I used to reference the the Patriots. They never give emotional deals. Right. This guy's old. He's getting slower. We're get, The term is terrible. And you guys thought I was the biggest fucking asshole and stupid. And I just remember Jeremy goes, oh, obviously. And I was like, all right, we'll see. And ever since that deal has been signed, I think I have been proven correct. It would have been horrible to cut him or not redo the deal. But that, in the long term, would have been the correct thing to do. Yeah. Hey, man, hindsight. Yeah. At the time, for the record, and we can always listen to the tape, I definitely didn't say you were an asshole or you were completely wrong. I said I would have given him a deal. I would have preferred one less year. Let's go back to the tape because I'm oh, pretty sure question. when I left, I was like, dude, I kind of feel like a dick. <laughs> but uh, Well, you yeah. probably got all abrasive. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, look, if we, before we go back to the tape, I'll say it's probably 70%. Any sort of assholeness is my part. Right? <laughs> I'm sure I, 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 I was probably picking a fight. I will say this, and, and this is one that you and I actually agreed on, was when we decided not to re-sign Holtby, we both agreed that that was the right move. And that yeah. was tough, and that did not sit well with a good uh, part of the fan base. Right. You know? Well, and fans are traditionally stupid. Yeah. Um, they, they're nostalgic. They're all nostalgic and it's all emotion and it's all loyalty and you can't sign people to long-term shit. listen to a guy like Doc Walker and and he preaches like, if you ain't playing, you ain't on my team. You know, he preaches all the good stuff and then he goes right back to, we need, we need guys like Clint Didier. We need, it's like, all right, stop already. Yeah, but if, I I get it. If you want to be nostalgic and in a, in a fanboy, then, then you, then you re-sign people like Taylor Heineke to one-year deals, which are not right. big deals, right? Sure. Um, but you can't do the term and the exactly know, all that. No, in 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 retrospect, the Backstrom deal ended up becoming Back. brutal. Yeah, brutal. All right, so let's move on. Let's let's end this in five minutes because I'm hungry. Let's do it. Um, I had a little premature ejaculation on. Uh, 
<laughs> on a couple days ago because they were everybody's tweeting out that Dan Snyder had sold the dude. I got your tweet and I literally jumped up and down. Yeah. So Andre and I were down in St. Pete at a at a music festival, right. and uh, who'd you see? Um, it was a reggae festival. The, oh wow! The last night, uh, your girls will die. Uh, Wiz Khalifa actually closed it out. Oh, cool! Wiz was fucking amazing. Um, but uh, I'm sure you know exactly who he is. I have no idea yeah. who that is. Um, <laughs> no, no idea. <clears throat> nah, man. But we saw all the big dogs in reggae and, and hip hop and stuff. It was it was it was pretty cool. But I'm standing there and I was like, holy fuck! And Andre's like, what? And I showed her the tweet and she goes, oh my god. Yeah. She's like, it's like. It's like a birthday for you and Jer- you and Jerry yeah. right now. She was like, "This is awesome," you know. So the tweet and then we, we were on the plane yesterday, and she was like, "So is the deal done?" I was like, "No, not yeah. yet." <laughs> so <laughs> the tweet came out, and the tweet said, "Josh Harris has purchased the Commanders for six billion dollars." And then I tweeted that out, or tweeted I, I showed that to all my friends, mm-hmm. and I made this announcement, thinking it was done, and then crickets. And mm-hmm. then crickets, and then crickets, and ever since then, now it has been. We still have a long way to go, or, or you know, it went. We're going to hear it at March at the owners' meetings, and then today there was the there's trend no is going. There's no vote on yeah. the table. The trend yep. is going to be in May. Yep. Right. So they're waiting to see if he'll sell, and it's just taking fucking forever. So I and heard my, today he added two important investors to his team. Yeah, what are you like Magic Johnson or something. Yeah, shit? Magic Johnson's in, and then, I mean, that's, that's and then a face a, guy. Then there's a local DC investor who's right. like a businessman who's who's in. So, so what I think what I think they're doing is there is an agreement in principle probably in place, okay. and it's going to be with Josh Harris, and mm-hmm. it's probably going to be five, six billion, whatever the thing is. Right. But there's probably a lot of contingencies. It's like when you buy a house, right? Mm-hmm. You have a deal, but then you have contingencies, and they want to make sure before they make the announcement that all the contingencies are met. So you don't make an announcement. And then you get the home inspection, and then you end up not going through the contract, and mm. now there's a whole shit. I would always advise for a home inspection, not with FedEx Field. I would not <laughs> right, advise right. inspecting but, that piece but of I, shit. But I suspect that there, there's an agreement and principle in place uh, with all the major terms. I think you're probably But there right. are probably contingencies, maybe, maybe even some inspections of field work and all this stuff. Sure. and. And and but and they're not going to announce it until everything is done, and there's no possible way that this is going to be backed out. Mm-hmm. And I think so. I think it was leaked, and I trust the people who were sort of saying it that there, you know, the new owner will be Josh Harris. It's just not going to be announced for a couple months. Got it. Yeah. So I don't think the NFL wants this to be leaked piecemeal, right? Because if it falls through. It's going to look really fucking bad. It's going to look terrible. I don't think they want to make any announcements. I don't think the you know the team, Harris, or the NFL want to make any announcements until this thing is locked solid. What do you think Snyder thinks? Or do you think he doesn't give a shit? Yeah, I, th- I think he's already moved out and he's ready to sell. I think yeah, he's because that sitting. was part of it, right? Is is he's he's physically wait- moved yeah. on. He's waiting to get his money. Mm-hmm. Now, if shit starts leaking in the next couple of weeks about more improprieties, then that means Snyder's holding out. Yeah, but would the identification wouldn't that devalue the the, the transaction? No, I don't. No, okay. no. I, I I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a hundred percent believer that the um, the Eastern District. Uh, remember that came out on ESPN a couple uh-huh. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a hundred percent convinced that that came from the owners. Um, and the leak that Snyder wanted identification. I'm 100% that came from the owners. It was a it was a message to him saying, quit fucking taking so long. Let's move the thing forward. It's over. Right. Quit 
Whether quit, you like it or not, right. this is going to go down. Quit, so you're going to go yeah, out kicking quit, and screaming? Quit or, being yeah. petty and all that stuff. Right. We need to get this moving because it's got to be done. Right. I'm 100% sure, 100% convinced that that is what had happened. Okay. And then that sort of spurred him along, it seems like. And I think as long as he's moving at a prudent pace and is transparent in doing it, he's not going to be a little fucking asshole at the last minute to try to pull some fast one. Um, I think it's done. I just think that, and and it's probably smart. I mean, as a fan, I want the celebration because I would love, I think it'd be hilarious for it to be announced while I'm at work at Rockville and people like stop 355 and celebrate. <laughs> I would laugh. I'd probably join them. I think how fun would that be? Right, if they're really playing hell, hell to the old school Redskins yeah, on their yeah. horns, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> but then, I, but then I hear right this morning, um, <laughs> on junkies that the 76ers fans hate Josh Harris because he's so damn cheap. I know. So, um, <clears throat> I've heard know. the same thing. So that that same group of fans that out of one part of their mouth says anybody but Snyder now goes, oh, but we want Bezos, not Harris. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how you trust one or the other. Right. A billionaire is a billionaire, and they're cutthroat assholes. Look, man, ownership's great when the team's winning, when the fans are happy, when the payroll balances itself, and they're making money. The second any one of those things goes south, a billionaire turns into the cheapest bastard right. you ever met. I and, just, I just you know, know that's that just the way it is in all sports. You'll never win. With Dan Snyder, there's no way in the it, it's, it's been proven. Jerry. It's uh, it's untenable. He's ruined the franchise. It, 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 three decades now. Buckle right. So so know. anyone is better than him. Um, and the uh, the new owner, I he's not he does he's never going to take advice from anybody. But if he just treats people better, he's it doesn't really matter if he wins and loses for the first five years. Mm-hmm. If he has goodwill and treats people better and gets excitement and, right. and, and, and you know, there's no problems and he upgrades the facilities and the players are happy and they mm-hmm. like the training staff. And, sure. Right. He'll have free five year window, right. Where he can just tread water. Um, well, you know, based on how low the, the organization has gotten, you're a hundred percent right. And that first period, that, that little grace period as they're easing in, I think number one for them is, to your point, treat people better, right the ship in terms of uh, how it's viewed. Right. Forget about the wins and losses. You know, a winning season would be a bonus at that point. But map out the blueprint for the new stadium, the re, the, the true rebranding, re-branding of, the orga- of the yeah. Of I mean, the I think because right now they're in this fucking little interim period that just blows. I mean, um, I think you have to fire everybody. I think so too. And just there might be good. And that's people. even the good soldiers like your Jason Wright. Yeah, man. I mean they I, don't you know. even they didn't deserve it. They did everything they were supposed to 100%. do. They made it as they they made the franchise as good as possible. Sure, fire everyone there, including Ron Rivera. At, maybe not when you come in because you can't. But eventually, just clean house and make it your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you, man. You know, I'm with you. And okay. it doesn't. It's not that hard to rebrand. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's, no, it's not. You know. You just, no, they 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 did a knee jerk reaction when they rebranded. They did it in p- piss poor fashion, which is and the name was stupid and his name was idiotic and it's par for the course for everything Snyder touches. And if they would have gone with Red Wolves, 
everybody. It would have en- endeared a lot of people. I Agreed. thought that was a cool name. I, I thought, thought that was cool better. Shit, I thought it was better than Redskins. To be honest, I, with I you. thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And but they didn't want to, uh, you know. The, uh, and the reasons they were giving were, well, it's trademark. What the fuck, man? How many lions are there? Right. You know, how many tiger? How many teams have tigers? I, you know, that was the first thing I heard, and I was like, oh, that's an obstacle. And then you were like, no, it's not. No, You're it's like, not. No, you you just fucking money. pay yeah. some little college off. Right. Right. Well, Jesus wept. What was so it, New Mexico State or something like that? Yeah, or, uh, it's yeah. like some little little team. But, I mean, how many Tigers? I, I, I know. Right? How many Cardinals? Cougars. Cougars, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, no, I'm with crazy. you. Crazy. Yeah, you know. It, it'll be good when it's done, but it, it, you're right, man. It's, it's, it's frustrating that it just keeps, to, you know, keeps dragging. Right. You know, it's just – it's inevitable at this point, but I don't know. It almost feels like it's going to make the payoff just like uh, – yeah, it's Instead like, uh, like whatever. You know, right. it's just going to be like, oh, no, okay. it'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. I think it will. I think it will. Um, shit, man, I got excited when you sent me that tweet. I was like, fuck, yeah, let's go. And they haven't really done much in free agency. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, they are spending like they are a cash poor team, which they are. Mm-hmm. And they are spending uh, like their goals are to win eight games, which they probably are. Six. Maybe. Six games. I mean, we'll figure out how they do in the draft. I mean, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, no, the draft will be interesting um, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just, eh, God damn. I want to get excited, but until it happens, it, it's just tempered. Well, if Sam Howell's your quarterback, Chan, I mean, you have a 75% chance he's going to be worse than it was this year. Eh, probably. So. Probably. Who did Heineke sign with? Atlanta? Atlanta. Yeah. Eight million bucks. That's pretty cool for him. Yeah, good for him, yeah. man. And he's like, and he's like a cult hero here, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be he'll be revered. I would bet you, uh, just going into, the, I bet I would bet you by week five, I'll give you a sixty percent chance that Jacoby Brissett's the quarterback here. Yeah, that's a decent guess. Yeah, or Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> well, Brissett's been he signed here. I know, I know. You think he? Uh, you think he supplants Hal? Yeah, I just don't yeah. think Hal's probably going to be up for it. Well, I don't know. Maybe by week eight because you have to give Hal. Yeah, give teams at least three weeks to look at his film and know what he can do, what he can't do. Right. And my guess is after week three, he'll he'll start to really struggle. Yeah, I just you know they'll they'll be slightly below five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, hey. woo! All right, all right, man. So anything else for the week? No, sir. All right, man. We'll enjoy the tournament this weekend. I'll look look forward to winning my uh, captain and diet. Hey, man, I will will pay it in kind if it it comes out that way. But uh, I... I still have faith, man. I think uh, I think somebody. Well, hopefully justice will prevail, and yeah, Alabama will be denied. This and you do thing. agree that that coach is just—he's a douche, a complete douche. He's a uh, douche, the worst. But at least if he wins and I'm upset, I can drink some captain. Fair enough. Fair enough. Drink our sars away <laughs> if, if, if the time uh, you know calls for it. All right, man. So wings, beers, and tears. We'll see you guys next week. All right, brother. See you.